It's the same old tune, fiddle and guitar. Where do we take it from here? Rhinestone suits and new shiny cars. It's been the same way for years. We need to change. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Dawson Tire and Wheel, the premier ag tire and wheel provider in North America. Get a grip. What's up, fellas? Fella. Fella. It's a junior natural term. <laughs> <laughs> this is Moving Iron Podcast number 100. Big time. Big time now. So, yeah, this is the 100th episode of, of, of this hot mess we call a podcast, I guess. So... <laughs> It's been a fun run, so I wanted to get my two favorite people in the world back in here on the show and, and have them talk about what was going on out there in the market. And Big Pimp and Aaron Fennell, what's up? Wait, and today is Casey's birthday. Oh, that's right. Uh, it, yeah, it's my birthday. It is my birthday today. That's right. I'm 12. Okay. I guess you can't tell all my antics. <laughs> all right. So, Aaron, what's been going on, man? Just uh, trying to keep moving iron. <laughs> how's that? How's that? How's that going for you? You know, the last couple of weeks, stuff's been been moving pretty decent. There's a pretty pretty steady steady trickle. Um, not much in the way of harvest equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, talked with some guys on some combines. Still got some combine deals floating around out there, but for the most part, it's just kind of you know still selling some hay equipment. Um, that's kind of weird this late in the year to be it the, is. as far as hay equipment to have that such a such a demand in hay. I've noticed that where balers especially like we everyone's in their last cutting. I don't care where you're at. Maybe maybe down south, way way south, you might have one more left or something like that. Like Guatemala, but, yeah, Guatemala. Run our tenth cut of me off alpha. Actually, it'd be it'd be almost winter there for sure. Well, they're kind of. <laughs> Equatorial. But see, that's too. the thing about it, though. They're close enough to the equator that you don't really know for sure where they're at. Yeah. Is it Christmas or Fourth of July? I don't know. It's like the pat of of uh, environments. Not the for what? sure what it is. Pat, Mary from from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't. <laughs> you don't know for sure what you got. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, that's it. Just trying to keep after it and. This week's been kind of slow, been sick and fighting that, but I'm here for the hundredth because I am a dedicated fella. I appreciate that. That, that was that was great. So combines. Combines. This time of the year, this is kind of when we start seeing that peak selling cycle for combines, right? So you start looking at all the stuff kind of coming towards the end of the year. Guys start making those end of the year purchases. They start thinking about all the different stuff they're going to do with their purchases and combines. Is always something on that list, right? <clears throat> whether they're going to purchase a new combine or whether they're going to get a new new to them combine or are they going to repair what they've got run it through the winter service program all those different things start coming into play what's the combine buzz out there that you hear that you see right now and how's that shaping up you think towards the end of the year i don't know that there's any specific realm that's a buzz um and stuff that I've sold in the last couple of weeks, I mean, it's been late model, low hour, and it's been banged out dirt cheap. So mm-hmm. if, if there's anything that isn't, it's the run-of-the-mill 1,000 to 15 set combine. Right. Um, 
you know, the, the under 500s have been going pretty good. The cheap is good. Cheap always sells. Yeah. So that's that's kind of that's kind of where it's at. More, you know, and more. I feel like the seventy series love affair has calmed down a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's just downward pressure from the S's because that's kind of ugly. Depending on the week, sometimes there's an auction. And you're like, holy cow, we're right. not even asking that. And then the next one, it's wow. You can get three for that. Do you think a lot of that 70 series, I mean, there was a lot of buzz 18 months ago, 24 months ago when it came to the 70 series combine. And a lot of those ones that you saw come through had 1,500, 1,800 separator hours on, on them now. Not saying you can't find those because they're, they're there, but they're not nearly as plentiful as they once were. Right. And kind of what's left now, you start seeing that 2,000, 2,500, 3,000 separator hour yeah, 70 series. Yeah, that's exactly it. You're... You're predominantly over fifteen hundred now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas the there's probably still some flag flyers out there for the under fifteen hundred sub. Yep. But you know it just comes down to and, and another thing that the S series, you know everybody's doom and gloom with the twelves and all that really flew that seventy series flag for a long time and that's kind of calmed down a lot too mm-hmm. and. The S's are kind of, in, in a sense, they're holding their own weight. Right. But in another sense, they're a combine and the market sucks. So right. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Combine is a combine is a combine. It seems like you're late. <laughs> Gina, what are you seeing out there? You are uh, painting pictures of uh, nice Nebraska sunsets and, and uh, watching cows run on Twitter. So what's been going on in, at the Nargis Ranch? And what else has uh, been going on in the world of Regina Nargis? Oh, we've been pretty busy um, harvesting millet, which for those that don't know what millet is, it's a bird seed. Um, So spent a week or a little over a week getting that done and starting to seed wheat. Um, It's kind of dry in our area. We could use a little bit of rain. Um, But yeah, just moving along and we'll probably be harvesting corn here like everybody else and the Mm -hmm. rest of the corn belt and all the things that are fall. Yeah, no, that's that is uh, that is for sure. So when you, what are some of the trends you see out there on on social media now that, that you're kind of starting to pay attention to? It definitely looks like, you know, the USDA is calling for another bumper crop. It definitely looks like the guys that are harvesting are definitely having good yields. Um, I think in Iowa and Illinois, that kind of direction, they've been hit with a lot of rain, so everything's kind of that was started kind of has been paused now. Um, and I've kind of been paying attention to the hurricane stuff, too, yeah. you know, just kind of seeing what those producers are going through and how they're faring through all that kind of stuff and determining what's fake news and what's real news. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of fun to follow along with those folks as well. Right. No, so there's, you know, we get some mic stands, you know what I'm talking about? With the things that come up and they yeah. a little hinge point. I can be oh, like right yeah. here, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Instead of being like, hi, I'm going to to talk to you. <laughs> so annoying, dude. It's a stupid mic stand. Or when you bump it, yeah, like uh, we both have. Yeah, it's like, oh, I never thought, that drives me crazy. So I'm buying some mic stands. We're going to get that taken care of. <laughs> All right. <laughs> all right, so now, got all the hurricane stuff going on. I'm kind of anxious to get a hold of some of those folks down there and get them on the podcast and t- kind of get their feel for what happened because it wasn't so much 
the hurricane winds that was the issue. It was the 40-plus inches of rain that they yeah, got exactly. and, and the storm surge that came with that and everything else. So there's going to be a, uh, a strong – I'm just anxious to see what their, yeah. what their rebound is going to look like and how that's going to affect that overall market, you know. In well, <laughs> you know, as far as the overall market, I don't it, – although it's a big area, you know, if you're there, obviously, it's a huge area if you lose everything. But mm-hmm. national grand scheme of things, it's not – Enough, it's going to matter. Yeah. If that hurricane was in Chicago, it'd be a whole different deal. No, I'm talking from, like, the equipment side of the business, like how that how that's going to affect equipment sales and, and what inventory levels across the U.S., uh, you know what I'm saying? Cause it, but it didn't really affect that it that much when um, Harvey came through right. South Texas last year, you know, and, and I think most people are smart enough to get their stuff to the high ground. And do really what hurt it the most was uh, the cut market. Cause people left them in their garage, and there's 15 <laughs> feet of water, you know, and it gets and it gets you get an extra get an extra deal out of it. So, <clears throat> if it were me though, I, I would probably go find that that farmer that that harvests corn right on the beach, and see if I couldn't sell him like 25 or 30 combines, right. and just yeah. I and mean, just have him demo whichever one he wants, and then hope. And, and, then just just park right. it here. and just come pick them up after yeah, the fact, you know. Right. It'll work out good for them. Just sign this PO. We don't have to change money. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a simple demo contract, sir. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about the free K market. I've never seen the hay market. I've seen it hot. Like, it's been hot all summer long. But it's not been as where it is now and what we see happening now. It's, it's really going deep into the summer. I and mean, here we are into September, you know. Um, you know, today's officially the last day of summer, you know, moving into tomorrow being the first day of fall. And we still have a lot of active deals on guys that want hay stuff to go use it. Right. You know what I mean? Not just for an end of the year purchase, but they want to use it. Guys you talk with across the country, um, what do you, what are you seeing out there as far as hay equipment goes? What's your feel for that? Is it, is it, are we on an island or is that a nationwide thing? We're in an, we're an island to a point, um. Just because, and I would say that the reason I say we're an island is because we do a substantial amount of grass hay, mm-hmm. okay, in this and throughout our AOR. And we have been pretty blessed with moisture all year, you know. So I think that is a by far a driving factor in our hay business compared to anything else, you know. And I think that's why you get certain pockets of the country, you know, maybe you get to, you get Wisconsin, Minnesota, where they get moisture anyway, and they're not short this year whatsoever. Mm -hmm. That's going to help some dry land, you know, alfalfa production and stuff there. But as far as the, like, a nationwide thing and the hay demand being super strong yet, I think that's pretty much us on an island yeah more than anything right how do you think the hay market's been affected uh, for the movement south you know where you we've, we've seen a lot of hay obviously going south to texas oklahoma the drought stricken areas but they've gotten some rain you know not necessarily enough to do much much good i know back home around wichita they've gotten went back home from my dad's hog roast and it was they got six or seven inches of rain in a week you know and they hadn't gotten anything prior to that. And then um, this week I talked to them this morning, and they'd gotten about an inch of rain overnight. So, I mean, they've gotten lots of rain 
quite a bit, you know. Right. Now it's a little too late, you know. I mean, I'm sure it's going to help some soybeans and that kind of stuff, but the hay market south, when you start looking at that, how's that how do you see the sale of equipment as a whole? I mean, you see stuff coming out of the south, guys trying to get, you know, smoking hot deals on swathers and balers where there's just no market for it right now, or do you see kind of same status quo as usual? No, more status quo than usual. Um, early on in the, say, spring and early summer, there was a little bit of that, I got nothing to use this on, so I'm going to sell it, and some deals out there that, as far as that goes. But by and large, it hasn't been any kind of, you know, free-for-all down there on guys dumping stuff. Right. I think they're all, you know, if they didn't use it this year, they're going to, Next year. Pray to God they can yeah. use the next year type of deal. Yep. I think, too, like here locally, a lot of our push is also driven by the dairies that are so close to us. You know, we have a lot of dairies mm-hmm. um, in the front range in Colorado, and I think that's driving a lot of a lot of the hay market. Um, organic hay, so to speak. Um, there's a big push for that right now in the dairy market. So I think that's locally kind of what's really pushing us a little bit further with the hay market. It's always going to be hot here because, you know, we're Nebraska, Colorado, we're beef country, right? So mm-hmm. there's always going to be a strong demand, but I think it's the it's some part of that dairy industry that's really kind of pushing it over. Yeah. I agree. I mean, the amount of dairies that we've seen move into this immediate area, not so much, you know, here in the western panhandle, but you start looking at Fort Morgan, Greeley, um, and that kind of that quadrant, that northeast Colorado quadrant area, there's been a lot of dairies that moved in that area. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there's east, al- east of I-25 and north of I-7. Yeah, and there's yeah, also been a lot of, over. Of, uh, of feedlots and stuff like that that have moved in there, too. You know, right. so, so now we're There's starting- been a lot of dairies moving into even the eastern half of Nebraska, you yeah. know, where there was none. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, there's great big dairies there. Yeah. And overnight, so... Yeah. Which is funny, I mean, with the shape that the dairy market's in, a lot of these folks are moving out of California, you know, mm-hmm. moving out of, out of Oregon and Wisconsin, or Washington and those areas and, and moving into um, a couple of podcasts ago, I had uh, Adam Verner from Elite Ag on Georgia and, and how fast Georgia has been exploded into a, a pretty large dairy producing state in the last five or six years. So, I mean, it's a, it's kind of a cool thing to watch that, that kind of happen, that migration happen. Now, one industry leaves one area and kind of, got to readjust but and then a new one comes in and you got to figure it all out but there's a uh that's a good point about the about the dairies and stuff that how that's going to be how that has shaped our overall marketplace that's for sure that is for sure so i wish i wish we could talk about choppers because that's an awesome topic yeah darn it anyway (laughs) right shucks but just let me wipe my tears (laughs) but just like that uh like that market is is now we're going to go ahead and just leave it be because nothing's happening here or there so we're just gonna <laughs> let, that, let that dog lie so let's talk about row crop tractors when i you know we high horsepower uh row crops and where that's at noticed a little bit of stagnation there a little bit not not a bunch um but i have noticed that there's starting to be a few more um larger higher horsepower tractors out there that are starting to kind of pile up a little bit not a bunch but just a little bit what are you seeing out there, and, and what do you think some of the causes behind that? Yeah, I agree with that. I think the 
oh, the large 8R and the 300-plus horsepower has mm-hmm. slowed down quite a bit. And I don't know if it's... I think from the way the market was, it slowed down a lot, but I don't think it's in any kind of trouble for where it probably should have been. Right. We've just moved so many of those all over the country for, you know, 18 months, two years, just nonstop as soon as they'd come in that eventually the guys buying those are going to have them. Right. You know, and with the way the farm economy is, you're not going, you're, you're just eventually going to run out of buyers for that tractor. Right. The, oh, 1,500 to 3,000-hour still moving. Right. At, at a steady trickle, not a, not a runaway whatsoever and nothing to write home about, but they're still moving, you know. Um, and what I've seen gaining some strength here is you getting them older 8Rs, you know, the first generation and then maybe 11s and 12s that you get that have, say, 4,000, 5,000, even 6,000 hours on them. If you have those tractors right and they're farm tractors, not feedlot, not dairy operations, if you have tractors like that, those have been really hot. Yeah. Because you get, you know, you get them in a price point down there enough where guy's got an 8420, 8520, and mm-hmm. he's like, wow, I can get an R for that. And yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So you do a lot of deals of the day that you send out to our sales, our sales group and social media and everywhere else that you post that. The uh, To Aaron's point, some of that driving factor behind that still is the leasing, and yeah. it's a payment-driven marketplace. Yep. So when you put those out there, what are you seeing? You're seeing pretty good depending on obviously the price obviously but i mean the ones you can tell when when can you tell that you've hit the hit the sweet spot um usually on a row crop tractor like on an 8r um you know anything with a payment under 20 22,000 maybe mm-hmm. depending upon what it is um is it's gone you know right. especially if you get one under 20 mm-hmm. it doesn't last very long cuz there's a lot of guys that are still you know maybe contemplating an extra tractor for tillage or something else extra that they need during the fall. Um, and, you know, $19,000, $18,000 payment is a pretty easy way to get into something that maybe they don't, they're not 100% sure if they need it long term, right. but they know they need it in the short term. So lease it, use it, you know, not put any extra hours on whatever else they have. And that seems to be a real mover. Yeah. Um, combines. We haven't had a lot of traction on those just because it's been kind of quiet. But. Yep. It's hard. It, the combine market's just tough right now, irregardless of payments, irregardless of maintenance plans or whatever. It's just it's a tougher than, than market than we probably have seen. I, we were talking about this on Monday that I was talking about 18 being one of the tougher years in this downturn um, because of the fact the guys that were in good shape still are in good shape, obviously, but they've, they've had to do a lot to stay there you know what i mean like they've had to do a lot of a lot of the equity that they've lost and there's um machinery that they've ran for five years that they normally would have traded three times in that period oh, yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and and they're looking at repair bills and those kind of things it's just the cash flow cash flow cash flow cash flow that's why the payments are so are so such a big deal so guys you're talking to Aaron. what are the some of the some of the sediments you're hearing out there when you start talking to uh some of the folks you're dealing with as far as where the economy is, yeah, I mean, kind of what's 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 your feel for with the guys you've been talking with? I mean, oh, 
I mean, there's there's still there there's a substantial amount of asking every day, right? Um, and talking about stuff, and if you know, it's kind of like I've said on here a few times, mm-hmm. even with the economy as bad as it is, and even if it gets worse than it is, if you have, you know, the right deal at the right plot price, you're still going to move it. Right. So there's a lot of that right now, and then a lot of, you know, still the daily battle of, man, that's a deal, but I can't afford it. Right. And I'm, you know, <laughs> and the guy's kind of like, if it was free, I couldn't afford it right now. Cause right. It would cost me at least a nickel somewhere down the line. So. Right. There's a lot of that right now, mostly related to combines, probably more than anything. Um, so, you know, the, by and large, the there's there's still equipment moving, you know. Mm-hmm. We as a company been still selling still oh, yeah. stream of stuff. We've been selling good. We've been having good sales. And, and, you know, a lot of other dealers are kind of in that same spot, and some other dealers are scared to death and yeah it just it, it's so i was gonna say day to day but it's even hourly to hourly now you know yeah. lately so yeah i have been seeing a lot of corn heads move seems yeah. like there's yeah. been a lot of corn heads yeah. here before fall that have kind of gotten hot a little bit yep at least in our area what about four-wheel drives to me that seems like one of the most stagnant Ugh. things out there it's real quiet. Yeah. You know, and what's funny, if you look back to, like, say, when the 9Rs first came out. Right. <clears throat> 2012. Yeah, they were super, super stagnant. If You you did not want to trade for a four-wheel drive tractor. Yeah. And then you had, oh, 15, 16, first half of 17, that it was, you know, hammered down. You can't get enough of them. And now it's shut off again. Yeah. And I can remember... <clears throat> back in the early days of the 30 series, you know, kind of the same thing happening. There's, they're real, that is a very, very cyclical market. Right. And you, it's very hard to pin down where, where it's going and when it's going to turn around and all that jazz, but you just kind of roll with it and do what you can. Yeah. One thing that I've noticed and it's something I've been paying attention to when, when the quad track um, had been out and then John Deere introduced their 9RX and, and I was kind of concerned about how that was going to take place and my biggest concern wasn't so much how the how it was going to stack up against the quad track it was how it was going to affect the two track market right? right I was just I had myself convinced that the RT tractor was just going to be something that you should not have anywhere near anything that you have because it was going to be the worst possible thing you could have, right? I mean, absolutely awful. And if it, I, I don't know that it's hit missed a beat. No, it hasn't. It hasn't. What I was going to say, I, I was never worried about that because, well, two things. One, I didn't want another four track on the market when <clears throat> John Deere wasn't first. And B, there I've sold enough nine R's through the years or RTs and nine thousand T's through the years to guys that have demoed a quad track or used to own one after they had a, a yellow one or a green one and then went with a quad track and went back to two track. So 
I guess I really wasn't worried about that. I thought it might have an impact initially, you know, because, oh, they're new and sexy and all that, but I don't think it's had any impact whatsoever. There's just a lot of applications where two-track is better than four. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I, I remember sitting there watching that and going, like, man, how do you, because we were taking a bunch of two-track, looking at two-tracks, and they were trading to a, a 9RX, right? And I'm like, well, God dang, if everyone's doing this, what what's that market secondary marketplace going to look like? And I, I think if any of the, quote, you know, four-wheel drive market, if you want to put it and put right. that in quote, quotes here, 9R. Air quotes. <laughs> the, the used 9RX marketplace is one of the most, it's so hot. In, in, if you can find if you can find them that aren't you know we watch them sell on different different auction outlets and different stuff like that and I, I watch what people are paying for them and I'm like holy crap that's a lot of money but then you are like well I mean a new one you, you take right. you go look at what a new right. one you know what I'm saying and whether it's whether it's John Deere or Casey either one of them you know what I mean they're, they're expensive right so do you feel like that do you have a lot of people saying man if I could find a use fill in the blank here, 9 or X, I would, I'm in a market for something like that? Not, not so much. I've moved a couple that we've had, you know, and it was pretty instantaneous, and then a couple others we've had, you kind of drag along and sit on your hands and wait and see what happens type of deal, but I, you know, it's, I was going to say it's hot if you have a home for it, duh, everything (laughs) is, but it's, it's a powerful statement. You it, is, it is. It is. Throwing myself really, out there. Really. You know, I and I think bringing it home there. It's 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 very price point. Right. You know, when you have used tractors that are over four hundred thousand dollars and they're still cheap for what they are. Yeah. It's a very very price point driven market. Yeah. More so, you know, probably just as bad as combines. Yeah. And what I've run into, you know, a little bit with them things is most all that we have around here are every single option on them right and there's a lot of other places in the world they just don't care and don't want to pay for that right so it's kind of hit or miss yeah what do you think about that what's your take (laughs) i don't know it seemed like earlier in the year there was a lot of interest in them and it seems like the last half of the summer going Mm. into the fall here it's just been it's kind of fizzled yeah but er- but everything's quiet. Yeah, everything you know? is pretty I got quiet. A, yeah. a free eight three sixty R, brand new on blocks. Eh, we'll kick it around. Yeah. What's on blocks? Huh? It's on blocks. Well, you put it on blocks so the tires don't get square. Oh, when they get those flat spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Just get like it. a muscle car. Right. Yep. <laughs> Same thing. Yep. That's what I do with my uh, my old Jaguar I got out there. Set <laughs> set up just a little bit. All right. Well, what else has been going on? What's What's been happening out there in, in the world of Aaron Fennell? Not much. Not much. Bought a place out in the country. Oh, I forgot so. about that, dude. You added some acreage to the uh, yeah. Fennell yeah. sheep farm. <laughs> now I can put even more sheep on top of sheep on top of sheep. So. Yeah. Yep. It's, yeah. uh, you've got, you, They've been out there for 10 days and been out three times, so yeah, that's well, pretty that's awesome. Good. That's yeah. good. I mean, neighbors, things are, neighbors love that. Things, things are looking up, man. I mean, you got... You've got what a total of how many acres now? Uh, fifteen. Look out, dude! How many how wow. many sheep is that? Huh? How many sheep can you get on fifteen acres? Three hundred. <laughs> well, no, 
That's it's, it's, sheep baron of Western Nebraska, no, right there. No, now I'm more. He's got the sheriff legal. in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! No, you can you can have more than three. Actually, whether it's five acres or fifteen, mm-hmm. you can have three hundred because it all goes off of the confinement Nebraska mm-hmm. confinement livestock rules. Yeah. So now I have two confinements. Nice. See, look at that, dude. <laughs> Bending the rules, getting around everything. Mover and shaker over here. Read how you read it. That's well, it's all good. It's all good. Bought yourself that new house there. You got to move in. Got the internet in. Internet's in. Yeah. That's good. Thank God. It's a That's bad good. deal. What? Well, there goes all your entertainment, right? Why? And you got the internet, so you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Gina, what have you been up to? What's been going on out? Out in your neck of the woods. You've been farming, obviously. You've been yeah. harvesting, what have you. What yeah. else you been doing? You know, I'm a gardener, so... Oh, look at that. Nice. Yeah. Ma- making some salsa. Putting there you some go. pickles. Nice. Got some pumpkins in the pumpkin patch. I like pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> They're my favorite. Chasing my kids around, like always. Yep. No, I hear you. Right what about on. you, Casey? I'm a pretty boring guy. I mean, I, I go home and... Eat salad and lift weights. Jackson Steel. Well, I do that in the morning. I get up in the morning and do that. Get some. <laughs> <laughs> no, the last, the last few weeks have been just trying to keep everything, new job and everything, trying to get all that stuff kind of rolling. So it's been learning all that new stuff and, and doing what's there. But, yeah, it's been a... Uh, been pretty quiet. I mean, my, my kids, you know, my oldest boy's in middle school, so he's he runs cross country, so he's been doing that, and and uh, you know, not much, man. Pretty pretty boring, pretty boring guy. I don't have a whole lot a whole lot going on <laughs> outside of work, you know. Don't have any his hunting season though. Been shooting dove, mm-hmm. doing that. So that's been fun, but other than that, that's about it. So right on. Well, we've officially wasted 30 minutes of people's time, so... Should we talk about Vegas at all? Mm, yeah, we probably should do that. I'm a really good promoter, too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so a couple weeks, October 2nd through the 4th, if you're a dealer and you want to come to a outstanding, fabulous, amazing, good time that you actually learn something, too, come check out the Movie 9 Summit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 If you show up, it's a good time, right? Now, now if you if you want to check it out, go to Movie Nine LLC and check out the website there. There's information on the uh, on the hotel information and and getting registered for the for the meeting. So if you're at all interested in going, it's it's a it's I I think it's worthwhile. Aaron's been to all of them and and he's been to all of them. And just you know. <laughs> Some of them, he's, I mean, he was in the same zip code anyway, let's put it that way. So it's it good times. But for the most part, you, you get, it's a great way to interact with folks and it's a great way to uh, just catch up on what's going on in the industry from across the country. So if you got a minute, check it out. Put faces to names and network. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest things about it is just the networking end of it. Gina, gets, she gets to go this year, it's her first year. Yeah. So. It's gonna be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. I I have to work at it, so it's like, not, you know, I mean, it's just whatever. You, you have know. to work at it. <laughs> yeah. Ja- Jackie has to work at it. 
She has to take some extra money just in case someone needs to get bailed out. But other than that, we're good to go. Other than that, we're good to go. So, all right. Well, Aaron, you got anything else before we shut it down? I don't, man. Yeah. I'm good. Hunter has come and gone. Yeah. Come and gone. Let's just say, for example, I'm, you know, at home cruising, you know, kind of hanging out, doing my thing, and I'm like, where's my iPad out? Let's see what's going on on, on the Twitterverse. I want to swing, swing by real route to Aaron Fennell's house and see what's going on. Where would I find that at? At Aaron Fennell on Twitter and on Facebook, or call or text myself, 308-760-1193. And Regina, just to say, I wanted to see some cool pictures of uh, either your, your kid dunking a cat in the water <laughs> or you chasing a cow on a four-wheeler or a, a beautiful sunset where would i find that at whoa you got it wrapped up all in one there <laughs> um rr uh janoshek j-a-n-o-u-s-e-k on twitter um you can also find me on facebook or instagram regina nargis right on and if you really i mean you're going to come find a just a podcast you're not going to see any life changing tweets from my my tweet my twitter account i promise you but if you want to come check it out it's at movie9llc.com it's my website or at uh movie9llc or um you can do the same thing on facebook twitter and instagram and um special thanks to uh dawson tyron will they've, they've uh, been a great sponsor of this podcast and uh they made a lot of what you see here possible so i I uh, greatly appreciate what they've done for me in, in this podcast. So um, I think that's all I've got. So until next time, I'm Casey Seymour. I'm Aaron Fennell. Regina Nargis. Let's go move some iron. Out. Moving iron in the 21st century.